Connor, I got a surprise for you. All the viewers are going to be really confused because this is awful for podcasting and radio. But start. Ah, there it is. Uh, uh, if anybody anyone... needs the visual representation, Wade is waving his gold, gold Vanier Cup champions, Laval, Rouge, or Nike long no, no, sleeve. No, 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 it's not Nike. It's, it's like, not Nike? No, it's something with a B, Braden. I don't know. Oh, it's it looks good. Though. It looks, it looks like the comfy. Nike dry fit. Good looking on the, shirt. On the back, it's got the score. I'm doing like my. I like that. Poses right now to get. I like that. We'll have to tweet it out. We'll tweet it out. But he also, promised yeah. us. Wade promised us after that if if Laval won the Vanny Cup and the Glenn Constantine Revenge Tour was completed, he was going to get some sort of Laval merch. True to his word, he did so. Welcome Good back. Welcome in, everybody. All Canadian. It's been a minute, but we're back. It's okay. The new year has been a slow start for both of us. But while it has been a slow start, it has been a time of <clears throat> draft 100 organization research. Wade has, Wade has once again absolutely massacred our draft 100. It is so <laughs> aesthetically pleasing. I, I can't even explain it to everybody. You'll just have to you'll have to see it when it goes live. Once again, I have one complaint about Canadian universities. We have too many shades of red and too many <laughs> shades of navy blue. What about maroon? That's like maroon, maroon is part garnet, of red, right? Yeah. Like okay, so for those, well, I'll have this up on CFP when we release it on Friday. I'll have a. I I'll said have a, I got to correct myself though. First, before you continue, I said maroon. The proper shade is garnet. I'm sorry to both my alma maters. Um, <clears throat> football school. By the way, before we get going, uh, Coach Doyle was named the Kingston Area Community Coach of the Year at the Queen's Banquet this year. So, football school, here we go. Um, yeah, congratulations no, okay. to Coach Doyle. I know he does <laughs> listen to us from time to time. So, Let's, let's go listening. through the red, red and garnet schools. Acadia, Mount A, St. Mary's, three-fifths of the AUS. Concordia, Laval, McGill, three-fifths of the RSEC. Guelph, Mac, Ottawa, York. Okay, can we Calgary. throw Carlton in there too? Did they get, or is there no, primary no, no, black? No, I put, I put black for Carlton. Okay, which fair means enough. I couldn't use black for Waterloo because it's an identical color. So Waterloo and Queens share a slightly different tinge of yellow. Gold. Uh, They'd be correcting you. It's gold. Sorry. Yes, I got in trouble for that this fall. But then even our uh, NCAA schools, Arizona, red, Auburn, orange, Delaware State's like orange, red. Fresno's Deuce. red, Illinois's orange, San Diego State's red, Southern Utah's red, Syracuse <laughs> is orange. And the oranges are all similar. So it is very, very frustrating. I have to like remember which order I put them in on the spreadsheet so that I can fill the colors properly. And I even have like a color-coded word bank on the right side. Dude, some of the names, some of the names that I have to like double check, I'll look at the shade list and I'm like, uh, are we at Windsor? Is this X? Like if it's a name I don't automatically recognize, I'm I'm straight to Google. Straight to no, Google. It's thank God there's a school like Manitoba, which I could put brown. <laughs> True. Because there's no other brown schools, like even uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan. The greens are so close. Yeah. 
Sask is like slightly darker, but yeah. still. Uh, and then uh, Montreal, the blue from U to M is perfect. Nothing like it in Canada. No, nailed that one. That yeah. is a very even the purple blue. Like, is that a royal tell- blue? I, I think it's a bit lighter than a royal blue, but yeah, we'll, we'll go with that for classification purposes. Um, Western to Laurier, it's a different shade of purple, so you're okay. You can see it. But Western then, to Bishops. Western to Bishops is a pain. So That's I had a to nightmare. Make the, I made the, like, this is what I had to do is I had to change the text to, like, gray <laughs> on uh, Smew got gray and Bishops got gray text. Western to Bishops to TCU. That's a nightmare on this list right now. TCUs, yeah, it's a weird thing. There's nothing quite like the garnets and the reds on this list, though. It is it is ridiculousness. Yeah, there's one point where we have uh, three reds in a row from three different schools. It's, it's uh, not fun. <laughs> All right. Let's stop talking about the colors of the list, though. And the let's get into our draft of the 100. List. <laughs> draft 100 1.0. Obviously, this is the, the first edition of this. Like the CFL Scouting Bureau list, we are going to reevaluate. We are going to reexamine. We are going to put out more versions of this list so grill us on social media as you will but this is the 1.0 so just keep that in mind it will friday Friday morning connor we're gonna have how dumb are you guys all over our social media channels but it's okay because if we end up being right on like 90 percent of them it's okay um all right top 100 wells carabin uh queens gales linebacker Sam Shabbat from Bishops, Nick Sua, running back from Waterloo, Antoine Donstro Leclerc, Dighton Blackett, Cedric Terrio, Xavier Thibodeau, Ethan Mastin, Alexandra Marco, and Colin Cornelson from Manitoba. Your favorite of the 10? Yeah. Uh, before I jump in, here's how we're going to do it. So we're going to rhyme off. We're going to go chunks of 10. Wade and I are going to pick one guy each. We're going to keep going through. And then when we get into the 30 range... We're going to 40, gonna, 40, top 40, 40 range. We're each going to pick a guy. So I've got one guy coming up here for 100 to 91. That is Antoine Dancero Leclerc from the Laval Rouge or the Vanier Cup champion Laval Rouge or. And people might be raising their eyebrows at me. I know he's 5'8, 5'9, 170 ish, 175 ish on a good day, depending on how much he's eaten. But Speed, 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 his feet, his hips, his mobility, his movement in and out of the breaks is incredible. Stats aside, I mean, he had 21 receptions for 231 yards and one touchdown, but stats aside, it is the way he moves. It's the way he gets open. It's the way he comes off the ball that I really like in this group. And let's be honest here. I mean, if, if Gavin Cobb can go into the combine and absolutely torch guys and earn himself a practice spot on the Edmonton Elks roster dude I I seriously think that ADL here can do similar things to Gavin Gavin Cobb I really do believe that's that's the comp for me here uh I I do like that I he's he's a part of Glenn's team man I, I don't want to see him get drafted so that he goes back and, you know, has another year. But at the same time, I think I think the last year, like you said, the, the rise of the uh, 
of the smaller receiver that we saw through the combines. It, it took some extraordinary feats, but it got guys noticed. It got guys in the board. Yeah. Uh, so with that, we can move on to the next so we, group of 10. We got Ben George, Max Charbonneau, Jake Kelly, Eric Kalana, Daniel Akpoko, Brent McDougal, Yakeem Christian, Frank Kameu, Christian Nakanu, and Carson Bell rounding out the next 10. Who's your guy? Uh, Frank Kameu, linebacker transferred from uh, Acadia into Guelph, uber-athletic player. Um, like we mentioned every year, this back end is a ton of special teams upside. He's the kind of body that's versatile enough to mold into multiple forms on specials. Like he could play all five if you need him to. Uh, all five being KOR, kickoff, punt, punt return, and field goal return. I wouldn't put him on field goal because that's mainly offensive lineman. But nonetheless, uh, I like it. He had one year at Guelph, uh, obviously a tough year for them as a team, but I think he had some moments, uh, especially at a big pick six, I believe. Um, just to show the athleticism, I, I hope he gets a combine or at least a super regional combine uh, where he can really take off and show guys in space what he can do. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I have to agree with that. And, you know, I think that's the point that we really need to hammer home with these kind of back end, um, the back end of this list. And it's special teams value, right? That is that is entirely what we're looking at here. Special teams value, um, your ability to contribute in the third phase of the game. And man, I mean, guys make a living, guys make a killing off of being special teams ballers. Look at Brendan Glanders, recently retired from the Ottawa Red Blacks, right? Like that was his role. And recently Bob Dice came out and said, I've never met a smarter special teams player. So if you are a special teams stud, there is value there. There's value there for us. There's value there certainly for coaches, but geez, man. Uh, all right. I'm going to go back to back on this next group. James Dumanoir from Connors, Ottawa GGs, Richard Burton, uh, Matt Goodall, Nick Thomas, Nixon Vall, Jonathan Rosary, Parker Hodel, Bruce Moss, Daniel Oladejo, and Mark Antoine Hood from the Carabank. There's Connor, some about- studs in that list. Uh, yeah, Nick Thomas is one that's going to fly under the radar. Did not play last year, but he's a great linebacker from Manitoba. Um, I'm talking about Parker Hodel, though. Hold not just because. Hold the door. Hold the door. Okay, Game of Thrones fans, I I, I really hate to do this because I feel like I'm dragging the guy. Holdor is like top two character for me. Tyrion Lannister, Hodel. Uh, <clears throat> this guy it's it's a it's a no-brainer if they ever redo game of thrones or like a side story from game of thrones where holdor is there i might be giving parker hodel a call <laughs> aside from that he was an east-west bowler multiple time academic all canadian big guy six five three hundred and twenty pounds uh has started multiple years for the regina Rams, and they've uh they've been able to run the ball at will good in pass coverage um big moldable body intelligent uh he's one of these guys that a good combine could really put him up in the conversation of being a late round pick yeah yeah i mean first off i gotta say it's absolutely uncanny wade told me this uh what two days ago now uh by the time you guys would be hearing this but two days ago now and oh my goodness i googled it i googled him i googled hodor i was astonished but his ability to ball 
is it, it's incredible. It is incredible. It speaks for itself. We'll put it together. We'll put it together and tweet it out. Uh, but uh, I, I there's a couple guys in this list. Like I mentioned, Nick Thomas. Daniel Odejo is the kind of guy as well. Like Dog. get the ball in his hands. You Dog. can see what he does. Jonathan Rosary is a similar type of guy. Get the ball in his hands. See what he Rosary does. Rosary is a weird one to me because he doesn't have a body for a CFL player, but he has the versatility and receiving skills that you can yeah. see him used as like a quasi gadget weapon if they wanted to. Even to me, like Matthew Goodall, as it was a latecomer for us, um, just because we got tipped off of the amount of Carlton Ravens that, that got invites. Um, we had, we to, we had to redo and, yeah. and say, <laughs> okay, maybe, went, oh, oh. who else could we add from Carlton? Like, kind of skimmed over some of these names. We had a few, but Goodall, Goodall was a body. He was the one that we ended up adding late. Yeah. Um, no, I, I know there's uh, there's some good guys, but you've got 10 to go through. Uh, Jason States McLean from SMU, Josh White, Tolu Ahmed, Malcolm Hines, Zachariah Kareem from X, Josh Donnelly, Kieran Flannery Fleck, second kicker of the list, uh, Tommy Mercier, Theo Grant, and Thomas Bertrand Houdon uh, from a small D2 school down in the States known as Delaware State. Every fiber of my body was screaming at me to take Josh Donnelly here. And talk about Josh Donnelly here. And as bad as I want to, I can't. Because similar to what we were saying previously, similar to what we were saying previously about Parker Hodel, there's a guy on this incoming 70 to 61 spot that just moves, is athletic, is big, is a body. And I'm talking about Theo Grant, number 77, the offensive lineman from Queens, 6'4. 280 athletic as damn hell can move can pull can play multiple positions i mean for the 70 to 61 range uh i i wouldn't be surprised if maybe we bump him up a little bit more we need to watch more more tape more film but man this guy is athletic as hell especially for an offensive lineman. I, I really like his tape. And I know people might be like shaking their heads and going, oh yeah, there's the Queens guy. There's the Eastern Ontario, but no, cut the tape on, cut Queens' offensive tape on and just seek out number 77. And you will quickly realize what I'm talking about. And I think you might agree with me. There's a reason they were able to rush for so many yards. He's yeah. been the anchor of the O-line for the last two seasons. Um they're probably hoping that they get him back in Kingston. They might. Uh, but uh, there's a good chance that he's moving on to the next level. Uh, At some right. point, I think he will. It's a, I think for him, it's a matter of if not. Or sorry, it's a matter of when, not if. All right. You got 10 more here. Uh, Bruno Lagasse, Spencer Nichols, Caleb Morin, Marcus John Losher, Alec Poirier, Josh Heyer, Calgary Dino, Daniel Perry, Maxime Lavallee, Eric Bujalski, and Jack Hinsberger, the great linebacker from Waterloo. Uh, Connor, you go with Hinsberger? I'm not. I'm not. And I should, but I'm not. Yeah. Uh, Hinsberger is another guy I think is going to, uh, or could quickly climb our list. Defensive freak, athletic freak. Uh, I believe he was tackles. way, yeah, he was way up there in tackles this year. I want to say he was top, top five in tackles for U Sports this year, uh, Hinsberger was. But I... I'm going to flex my AUS bias real hard here. They need love. The AUS needs way more love than it's getting. I am going to talk about Marcus Jean Locher here. 
SMU, SMU Husky, and really was one of the anchors and one of the, one of the athletic freaks on their defense this year out in the yeah. AUS. 21 and a half tackles, one sack, one forced fumble. Just a guy that was all over the field for the Huskies this year. And it was a less than desirable, to put it nicely, less than desirable season for those Huskies. But dang, man, he did nearly everything he could on the defensive side of the ball to to make that defense tenacious and that's what he brought he brought tenacity to that side of the ball for me and again we're talking about special teams upside he is 6'2 225 special teams upside put your head down go find the opposite color and body somebody uh this guy popped to me during the east west bowl last year connor he was playing uh I'm, like if you want to say knock on the AUS, especially players from SMU, they have not won the Loney Bowl in the last couple of years. You don't see them against outside competition. We saw Marcus John Lozier against guys like the Grohovacs from Western and yep. the Beamers and everyone else from that Western side, including a Theo Benedet. Holding his own. Holding and it down. He stood out to me. He was one of yeah. the best linebackers on the field um he's got speed to burn and i i i don't know we saw the rise of uh adrian green last year same school marcus john losher watch it this year man i love that you brought up adrian green too because he stuck stuck with the bc lines this year most stylish man in the cfl Can oh so much trip Oh my lord! Go check out his Instagram if you haven't yet. Good gosh! <laughs> I want to know his connections for all this stuff, man. He's, he's got his own company. Like, he's got his own. Or I don't know. I know. If it's I, his know I know. But it's, company he's tight with, but like. But it seems like oh, it's like geez. all all these guys from Scarborough that he knows from growing up, and yeah, it's wild. Uh, Putting it on. All right, uh, I've talked a bunch here, but you're coming up. Well, you you've got your next list of ten here. Um, sorry, I gotta scroll over. Uh, your next list of 10 coming up, we're going 50 to 41, Spencer Masterson, Jeremy Murphy, Jackson Ford, Anim Danqua, Bertrand Bolio, Olivier Wah. We've been on him for, what, three years now? Campbell two, Fair. Two. <laughs> feels like three. Campbell Fair, Patrick Burke Jr., James Basiliga, Cody Hill. We're talking Campbell Fair here, obviously, right? Uh, he is kicker number one, <laughs> by the way. So kicker number one this year came in at 44. For those, we originally had him like around the 40 mark. Usually our kickers start at like 55, 60, Connor. Campbell I mean, Fair, I petitioned real hard last year to, to push David Soley, but I digress. Well, okay, let's let's look at where kickers ended up last year. Uh, highest kicker on the board last year was David Soley. He was 51. Okay, so not bad, not bad. Uh, I feel like that was me pushing to get him into like the top 55. Well, we've done it this year with Campbell Fair. Uh, Kicking, hunting. Everyone saw the video I tweeted out of him just like mashing one from what, 60 plus against the post. (laughs) Yeah. That had a big tailwind with it, but like still, still. Um, Uh, I will say before you get into it, though, I will say you, Ottawa, you're welcome. He took his recruiting visit and he he stayed at at, uh, myself and Carter Matheson, a former receiver (laughs) of the Ottawa GGs, stayed at our house. Carter took him out on the town. So I wholeheartedly believe that it was it was 
his visit to Carter and I's house that got him there. So you're taking all this credit for Carter, Ma- Dr. Carter Matheson's hard Dr. Work. Carter Matheson. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. 41 Cody Hale. This class of DBs, Connor has so much length. We have, Char- we have Chuck, Charlie Ringland up higher in this list. Uh, Panna Baker is slightly above Cody Hale. Uh, <clears throat> those two guys alone, along with Cody Hale, all share similar body types. I think Hale might be the most physical of all three. The other two guys lay the hammer and can hit, but Cody carries some extra weight with him. He is intelligent. Uh, He can read defense as well. Great breaking ability on the ball. Will use the, uh, his shoulders if he needs to and get, get physical with receivers. Um, but he can also cover, and that's a huge part. He's versatile. He's a great body to go and play safety. Uh, great body to play field half, uh, field corner, even if you wanted a, a heavier corner. I don't know if he has the top end speed for that, but um, you kind of texted me, does he remind you of Nick Hallett, another guy that I'd played with? And where I think Nick is just a absolute menace on special teams, <laughs> uh, I think Cody could be that person. I don't know if he has the same yeah. top end speed Nick does, but Cody's going to impress a lot of people at the combines. Uh, I know he's training real hard up north of Toronto right now for it. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm quite am excited to see how he turns out testing wise because he's a long physical body that you can move around your defense. Yeah, and and I think like I texted, I explained it to you a little bit in, in my text, but like just for a little bit more context for our listeners here. Like when I texted you about Nick Hallett, when I said, does he remind you of Nick Hallett? I more so meant like the mentality. Like, does he have that little bit of crazy where he like is just going to make the play no matter what? And you said, I think he might, I want to see it, but I think he might. Uh, All right. Moving in. We're each going to do sections in the 10 now. Uh, yeah, this is where it gets 40. Ife on Yamanum 39. Uh, Francis Beamy at 38, 37's Evan Florin, another Queens offensive lineman. Uh, Robert Panabaker, 36, Jacob Biggs, 35, Quinton Segan, 34, uh, Emmanuel Aboge Gian uh, from Ottawa, 33, Fedchin from Act at 32, and Donovan Bergmeier from Alberta. The long awaited arrival on the draft list. He did not back out this year. We got him. We got Donnie. Where you going? Um, I don't know. This is this is a really, really hard one for me. There's so many guys in this list of 10 that I love. Like I love Shedler Furvius, love Ife Onyamanum, I love Evan Florin, love Jacob, Jacob Biggs. Biggs. Like uh, yeah, obviously like shout Jacob out to Biggs the U Ottawa guys. <laughs> Every chance I get is shout out to the U Ottawa guys. But uh I'm gonna take this opportunity to um I'm gonna take this opportunity to Hype up the AUS. I know you're... Is this your third, is this your third AUS guy? Second or third. Second for sure. Maybe third. Um, I know you're, you're second, not... Second. You're good. Second. I know you're not as hyped up on, on no. this player as I am. We did have think... someone ask about Fedchin in our yeah, last... Yeah, so that, that's where I'm going with this. So we got, we got an email question in uh, from listener Jeff. So... Jeff, you know who you are. Shout out to you. Thank you so much for your question, first off. And here's where I'm going to take the chance to answer this because I know I'm a little bit higher on this one. 
But Jeff goes, love the podcast. CFL draft is probably my top three event of the CFL year. Us two, top one. Draft, Labor Day, and Grey Cup. I think we're aligned there. Does number 94, <laughs> Alex Fedchin from San FX, have a good chance to be drafted? 6'4", 240, had nine sacks, 38 total tackles, 14 and a half TFLs. Like you said in the last podcast, the AUS need more needs more love. Thanks for your input. Well, first off, Jeff, thanks for your question. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for being you, because that's dope. Yeah, I freaking love. I almost swore. I freaking love. We swore before. I would not be surprised. I know. Yeah, but I usually try to cut the f bombs out. But I freaking love Alex Fedchin. Alex Fedchin. We have him at thirty-two, but personally, Alex Fedchin is one of my favorite prospects in this year's draft. And I know Wade is over on the other side of the camera here, absolutely shaking his head. But Jeff <laughs> laid the stats out for us. Alex Fetchin was second, second in the country in sacks. Sure, there's a little bit of the AUS knock there. And I do, when we get to this combine, I do really want to see what he's going to look like against some of the Western guys, some of the, you know, SAS guys, some of the, some of the Montreal guys, some of the, the tougher competition, the bigger offensive linemen that we see in the, in the can West, in the OUA, hell, even in, in the RSEC. But I think Alex Fedchin, depending on what you want to do with him, can hold his own. Now, the point that Wade often raised. No, 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 no. I got a new, I got a new argument. You're going to. I'll wait. But the point that you often raise is he's too small to play rush edge in the CFL. He's not mobile enough to play off ball in the CFL, which I happen to agree with. But I think there's still things you can do with him that will put him in positions of success. Is he an every down player as a rookie? Certainly not. Is he an every down player as a second year? Maybe not. Is he an every down player as he develops into a third, fourth, fifth year? I think he might be. And I think he has developable traits. If you can train him and turn him into a CFL offensive, or sorry, a CFL defensive lineman with CFL size, 6'4", he's got the height, 240, he's a little bit light. No, no rhyme intended there. But I think if you can add weight and keep speed, which is crucial, he will turn into a successful CFL product. I'm excited for Alex Fedgen. I want to see what he does at this new combine. You done? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I got two, <laughs> I got two words for you. Bo Banner. Montreal Alouette fans, I am sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow. 19th overall draft pick in 2018. Okay. 6'2", 235. Ran like the wind at the combine. Everyone kind of went, oh, wow. Here's what Bo Banner did. As a defensive end, 15 tackles, nine special teams tackles, one sack in 2019. In 2018, four defensive tackles, three special teams tackles, one sack. Guess what he did in the following two CFL seasons, Connor? Hit me. He was not on a roster. 6'2", 235. Fast. Defensive end. The comments coming out into the draft were really athletic. Uses his speed well off the edge. But Connor, when you use your speed well and you don't have 
the size or strength to back it up as a defensive end, that's where we kind of get to a run-in point. Because at two six four two forty, like Fedchin, yeah, your weight's even more spread out. That's like to a, me, that's that's almost linebacker territory, and I don't know if he moves like a linebacker. He does not, and that is my issue with Fedchin. I I I think as a Saint FX defensive end, I think absolutely he is fantastic. But when it comes to the draft, I have a hard time because I saw and Bo Banner went nineteen, so. We're we're far behind Bo Banner's hype level with Fedchin. So I'm okay with him being in the 30s because I know how much you like him. I wanted to push him higher. <laughs> you I know, <laughs> but I want to push him lower. And we, we, we've we, had we struck a nice middle ground, I will we say. Have, and I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah. Because I have such pause from the way Bo Banner turned out. And maybe, who knows? Maybe the Owls go, hey, let's let's do that again. Yeah. We had a special teamer for a couple of years and that may be fine. Yeah, well, we saw Enoch last year with uh, McMaster coming into the draft, and same thing. But what did Enoch do? He ran lights out. Yeah, That made everyone go, screw the size. We don't care. Let's just use him as a teamer because he's going to beat 90% of the field down. And he had a massive fumble recovery this year, too. He did. Um, so For yeah, the Argos, I, if anybody is curious what, we're, what the hell we're talking about. but uh, I like I like Fedchin. Um, but I, I do have lots of pause because of the Bo Banner experiment. I, I think you and I strike a nice, nice balance, a nice yin and yang with Alex Fedchin, where I am all aboard the hype train and you're like, whoa, whoa, let's pump the brakes a little bit here. So I think, I think we balance each other out on this one, but I was you still have a pick to make in this range. Back. Uh, yeah. Okay. Quentin Seguin, uh, <clears throat> Windsor, Ontario, Charleston, Southern, uh, Herman guy, but 6'3, 274 D line, 20 tackles in the sack this year. Um, we have him here. I know he's in the CFL top 20. Uh, I just new name to me. I have not, he was not on our draft list initially when we got it from the CFL. Um, so to me, I'm, I, I'm just getting into him. We threw him in here late. We said, okay, we like what we see initially to warrant this high of a pick um, frame works with me too. Uh, so we're, we're kind of being patient putting him at 34, but I don't think he's long for the land of the blue numbers, Connor. I think he's m- moving into green pretty soon. No. Yeah. I agree with you. And, and for anybody that might grill us on, you know, anybody that like is looking at the scouting bureau and going, well, how the hell can you have this guy outside the top 20 when he's on the scouting bureau, top 20, you know, some some of these guys are are new names to us. So that's the thing. It's not that we don't think they're deserving of it. It's that we personally feel that we need to do a little bit more evaluation. So we still think very highly of them. Just maybe we need to watch more tape uh, as uh, you and I at, at CFP here. So I'm sure in 2.0, he's going to get bumped up. I, I'm very sure of that. I think you would agree with me there as well. But mm-hmm. as of right, right now, great prospect. Let's. I, I want to see a little bit more. All right, thirty to twenty-one. Give me the names. We have Tanner McLaughlin, Dayton Black, Keon Edwards, Charlie Ringland, Savon Magne Jones. That's a name you've heard all dang year if you listen to any of our OUA stuff. Matt Dean, Tanner Schmeckel, Phil Grovac, Anthony Bennett, 
an absolute menace. And oh, Michael Brody. Might have to play up guy of the year, Anthony Bennett. Uh, the CFP play F the playoff guy of the year, Anthony Bennett. Who snuck into the draft list. Man, as yeah. Well. And like we've got him at 22. Okay, He's another pause guy. on this one. Like Quentin Sagan was not in our draft list. Neither was Anthony Bennett. You know how let down I was not seeing that name? We just didn't know that. Like he declared late. He declared late. We didn't know. Um He's lucky he declared late. Otherwise, he'd be bumping someone out of the greens. Uh, I just, I like where we have the greens for now. I'm certain. Don't let me think too much on Anthony Bennett. Yeah. I will bump anyone. I will get up as high as Clark Barnes in bumping people. So he could climb. If if we did it right now on this podcast, if we went, let's just straight up flip Anthony Bennett and Clark Barnes, I would agree wholeheartedly. But I'm not doing that. It was set in stone. Uh, and Clark is the best skill player outside of Chase Brown uh, in the CFL draft this year. Yes, agreed. I'm going Tanner McLaughlin, uh, tight end, Arizona Wildcats, six foot five. Connor, who are the prospects that we see playing tight end at this size with everybody remembering ability? Jake Burt went one overall, mm, even the year before <laughs> that, but. Listen to this. 34 receptions mark the most in a single season for an Arizona tight end since Rob Gronkowski caught 47. Now Arizona doesn't use a tight end too much. They've more spread it out and give up, give her with four receivers. Um, Man, they're out there playing basketball right now. But you know Kick what happens? Box out. You know what happens when Tanner McLaughlin catches the ball? Plays. People get run over. Plays happen. He could have his own angry run segment on Good Morning Football. Uh, he's athletic as hell, hurdles players too. Um, I just see a ton of upside. He's fast enough, athletic enough to play as an R. Get him moving downfield would be a jump ball mismatch. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see if he comes up to the combines and doesn't just choose to stay at a pro day. Uh, but... I, I'm excited for Tanner McLaughlin. I, he's one of these guys that just come on up and showcase it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, big tight ends have been a theme for us uh, over the last few draft 100s. I mean, we had – we nobody knew about Jake Burt except for apparently the Ticats. Uh, but Bruno LaBelle, I mean, we didn't know much about him, but still a huge body tight end that – you know, as we learned more, we were like, oh, shoot, he didn't have that many targets, but golly. Well, size. our guy last year, our guy last year was Keaton. Yeah, Keaton Brogan, right? Big, like big bodied receiver. And guess what he did? He stayed on the damn Ottawa Red Blacks roster all year, which I'm sure Coach Corey Grant was thrilled about. Um, double, entendre, double entendre there. Yes, he was thrilled about it, but I mean, I'm sure he would have loved to have him back on his Carlton Ravens roster. Uh, But yeah, Keaton Brugling did phenomenal things um, for the Carlton Ravens. And I think, you know, as time passes, he's going to be one of these guys that, you know, just does things in the CFL. Certainly we'll see that sooner rather than later, but uh, the year before that Bruno LaBelle was 28. Yeah. That's what I mean. We did have Jake Bird at 36. We put him in at 36, but he ended up going, ended up going first overall. 
Um, but <laughs> I, I think that was more strategic from the Ticats. They knew uh, Nikola Klinich was going to get looks in the NFL. And guess what? Nikola Klinich has not returned to the CFL. So <laughs> good move from the Ticats. Yeah, Tanner McLaughlin. I think that this year, Tanner McLaughlin is that Keaton Brugling, Bruno LaBelle, Jake Burt type huge he body out, back tight end player if he comes out throws out like 15 16 reps jumps what 33 inches no i want to see him jump more than 33 he's going to but like if he minimum does 33 sure yeah i i'd be satisfied i would be like on your your ontario report cards when you used to get like the yeah the don't, it's report card, it was report card day this week connor okay if, it, if I got if I got like an S for satisfactory, I'd be like, okay. What was it? Um, Needs improvement, okay. satisfactory, good. The excellent. way he hurdles people, I'm expecting 35 and a half, 36. Yes. Say 18, 18 reps is a lot to ask for a 6'5 guy. Um, I know we do it with O-linemen, but like an O-line is is built different. Okay. You, you got to know this as you got to know this as well as I got to know this because you're taller than me and I'm like, Six one, you're what? Six three, six two, six three. You got long arms. I got long arms. <laughs> Bench pressing freaking sucks when you got long arms, man. You cannot move that weight as well as the guys with short arms. If you got a five eleven guy with like little tiny arms, they can pump that thing a lot further than you can at six one. No, six, okay, three. okay. But we're getting we're getting off. If Tanner McLaughlin comes out, sixteen reps, thirty five and a half inch vert. I'm like hell yeah, hell sign yeah. me up for this experiment. Bring him up. We'll get him in. Dude, if, if he runs, he if he runs like sub four, six pumps, 16 reps, jumps a 35 inch vert, runs a nice three cone. I'm looking at him in the first two rounds. Yeah. I, this one's, this is a weird draft. We'll, we'll get into it more uh, after this, but who's your 30 to 21 guy? I mean, history repeats, right? History repeats. Gotta have you. It's it's gotta be it's gotta be a Montreal Caravan player. History repeats. <laughs> I had Marc Antoine Ducroix. I had Reda Cramdy. I talked about him before. He didn't declare the year previous, but it is Michael Brodrick, the University of Montreal or UDM. Sorry, Université Université de Montreal Caravan. That's the my Montreal? horrible horrible high school French immersion coming out there. But for me, it's the versatility. I think a year ago I sent you a clip and I was like, damn dude, look at the, look at the tracking speed on these plays. And (laughs) he proved it. He proved it in 2021. He doubled down on it in 2022. He's an absolute menace on the defensive side of the ball. 29 solo tackles this year. Um, 29, 29 solo tackles this year, three and a half sacks. He had an interception return for a touchdown this year as a hybrid DN D lineman, or sorry, as a hybrid, as a hybrid DN linebacker type player. But like we were saying about Fetchin, where there's some pause about playing off ball, there's absolutely no pause about Broderick playing off ball for me here. Uh, versatile, can move, can hit can make plays is a damn good player so he's my guy here i really wanted to go with like a with an anthony bennett a tanner schmeckle a charlie ringland matt dean matt Matt dean Dean. your client no i gotta go i gotta go with my caravan here i do it every year and 
Michael Brodrick just happens to be my guy this year from, from UDM. All right. Top 20 has not changed much except the addition of Matthew Bergeron. Um, Body. Go watch his freaking senior bowl highlights. You sent them to me. God dang. Yeah. I, he's, he's putting on a show. I think this, was he another player that was not on our list initially? Yes. And then I yep. saw he was going to the senior bowl and I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Something ain't right. So I looked into it and I started watching his film. I was like, oh shit. Oh damn. This is, uh, this is someone who needs to be like, we may have an orange crush at the top of the draft 100 by the end of this. He may be in the top three with the Brown brothers. Yes. Yep. No, I, I agree. I agree. And I mean, the, the clip that you sent me, he put an absolute lick on one of the better defensive ends in the country or sorry, on, on one of the better defensive ends in North America. He bodied him, bodied him, won that rep. I, I am excited to see Bergeron this Saturday. Uh, tomorrow, I guess, whenever this comes out. Reese's Senior Bowl is at 2.30. I'm going to be watching specifically for him. The only downside is, Connor, when you're watching offensive line play from a television uh, angle, I'm pretty sure Osiris Torrance uh the florida gators guard is playing <laughs> alongside him on the on the same team so it's like uh-oh we got two orange helmets on the offensive line um oh, i'm excited for osiris he's nfl draft but uh no matt matt bergeron it's uh i believe he's french connor the victoriaville quebec native uh looks like the alouettes have their first round pick booked uh, <laughs> Dare we say fifth overall to the Montreal Alouettes? Danny M still the Danny M is still at the helm out there in, in Montreal, and we know that he. I mean, geez, at this point, it's not even a secret. Quebec they, is a football hotbed, and Trevor Harris got hit a hell of a lot. And when Trevor Harris was getting sacked last year, it was not good. When Trevor Harris was protected last year, it was real good. So okay, okay. if you're bringing so, back Trevor Harris, protect him. Hypothetically, the Red Blacks just spent like a half a cow on Drew Desjardins. They don't quite need a Matthew Bergeron or a City Sow at the top of the draft. No, but I firmly believe Montreal does. If Bergeron doesn't get picked in the NFL draft, does Montreal package 5-7 to move up to 1? I don't, I'm I'm curious. I don't know because they they moved up last year a little bit, right? To and, and ended up with Tyrell Richards, which yeah, heck or they could pick. get a Gabe. They could get a Gabe Walsh or Dante Bull. Yeah, which even I even mean, staying put. So maybe maybe they stay still. But if you want Bergeron because he's French, yeah, no, you're the only team with two firsts. So I don't know. But I mean, geez, dude, like even in in terms of like top tier offensive lineman i mean you mentioned it we got dante bow we got gabe wallace we got matthew bergeron we got elliot beamer we got phil grovac like city sal city sal there's my guy anthony vandal there's what that's eight eight offensive linemen Uh, right there that's almost half of our top 20 uh calling my shot ottawa red blocks territorial do they go anthony vandal does their territorial span that far into quebec Good question. 
Good question. My geography is terrible. I have the high school grades to prove it. Um, So I don't know. (laughs) And I'm not going to pretend to know. Oh, God. Uh, All right. With that being said, you have one player to talk about. Yes. And this is a bit of a bit of a special one for us. Oh, it's a tease, as they say in the media. In a little media bit of industry. a tease. Not going to give it completely away, but we got something fun coming up with this next player. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Jake Taylor here. We're talk- talking about Jake Taylor coming in at the number 18 spot. I believe he was the number 18 spot, 19 spot on the CFL um, top 20 scouting bureau as well. So Jake Taylor is an athletic freak, absolute athletic freak. You can put him on basically anywhere from, you know, the linebacking core of your front seven to the defensive secondary, and he's going to make freaking plays. Where he fits in on a CFL defense, I don't exactly know, but I know he will make plays. We comped him to a little little bit more of a heavier hitter than a Josh Haggerty. Um kind of that Jaden Dalkey type build type role. Um, I mean, if, if Jaden Dalkey and, and Josh Haggerty were cloned and mixed and created a defensive player, it would be Jake Taylor, in my opinion. He did reach out to us and promised us the hair at the combine. So that remains to be seen. But Okay, uh, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. He promised that his running would be fast and the hair would be on point. We didn't question so, the running. We didn't question the no, running. No. God, no, we did not. This dude can freaking move. Well, we will judge this whenever we get to talk to him later this week. Uh, <laughs> oh, you gave it away. Yes, uh, folks. Well, We're talking to Jake Taylor coming up. Our it's first be guest fun. on We're looking forward to and it. draft season, uh, Alberta Golden Bear. But Do we have a bias towards the Alberta Golden Bears? They're just such nice people, Connor. Dude, I got an absolute speaking about, about Edmonton. Like, Edmonton's not an overly nice city, like especially in the winter to be in. I you're gonna have so many people coming for your neck. I don't care. They didn't it's, write songs about hate in Edmonton, they wrote songs about hate in Winnipeg. Well, winter peg, okay. Um the guess who sucked the Jets are lousy, anyways. <laughs> uh okay, you have Conor McDavid, but that <laughs> Okay, no, that guy's no. from like this York Simcoe area. I played against <laughs> him growing up, man. He is Toronto through and through. Um, but no, like they're just such nice people in Edmonton. Hospitality is going to be amazing in terms of the CFL combine. Yeah, it certainly. I mean, I'm I'm actually like, and speaking about like that area, I'm I'm really looking forward to talking to Jake Taylor. That's going to be a really fun one. Me too. Uh, um, man, I got grilled this year though. For saying that, uh, and I know it is blasphemous. I shouldn't have said it out loud, but I got absolutely freaking grilled this year for saying Carlton players were too nice. Oh, but they are. Golly, I mean, freaking Keaton Brugling, absolute, absolute heartwarming human being. Talking (laughs) Talking to Coach Corey Grant. Jeez, Lewis. Um, there's certain schools. There's certain schools that are just you know, overly nice. And then you see even, like, even when we Glenn... were at, even when we were at the Carlton Mac game to kick off the OUA season this year, we had Carlton players that were injured or that were just like on the sideline, watching the game, like walking up oh, to us and saying yeah. like, Hey boys, how's it going? Like, like we recognize you from CFP and we we're just like, um, 
I was like, <laughs> I I want to hate you with every fiber of my body right now. And you I know because you're being too nice. There's certain schools like the one that I'm wearing where you just have this appearance of not being the nicest. Laval, like <laughs> no, if you if you tell me <clears throat> you look at you walk into your room, you see Glenn Constantine, you're like, oh God, this guy's going to beat me up. <laughs> yeah, man. Ask anybody from Queens in 2009 what they think about Laval. Um, but no, like even like even some, some Ontario schools, like there's just an intimidation factor, but then the coaches end up being really nice or the players end up being really nice. Um, and it's, it's nice to see because everyone, everyone in the community is so, so welcoming but then it's just it's the flip a switch right and that's that's football for you but shout out coach uh, back at queens shout out queens staff in general for having the the best shoe game oh my word <laughs> oh don't get me started we'll be here for the rest of the night i know we've already taken up too much time getting through this top 100 uh check out social media channels if you want to see the list in a written form uh it will also be on cf perspective either later today or tomorrow depending on when i've scheduled it i have not put it up yet uh through our back end but enjoy the list as always you can actually uh email comments through the website you can DM yep. us at CF Perspective, at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank. At Marshall um, Ferguson or at TSN underscore Marsh, too, if you yeah, want. Yeah, if you want to berate Marsh with comments. I'm sure that guy gets enough on. DMs. Jeez, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's just going to start DMing. Yeah, here's what we will do. Direct all of your complaints <laughs> towards TSN underscore Marsh. Direct all of your compliments towards Connor R. O'Neill and Wade Zank. So Marsh takes the negative uh brunt of it we take the positive anything you don't like about the list marshall did it it's not us it's not us oh man in the true spirit of the rihanna <laughs> halftime show rude boy over here wade zanketa <laughs> i mean we're gonna see them all anyways i'm <laughs> i'll be the first one to see all the comments on ig uh but enjoy the list uh as it as it comes out Please share it with schools, with other players, other teammates. Uh, Grill us as you wish. We love to see the uh, the support from different schools too. So enjoy, enjoy your weekend, enjoy the Senior Bowl. Uh, if you're in Eastern Ontario, hopefully you've made it through the minus twenty stretch, and we're back into like plus one in a couple of days. So whatever that's worth in winter, who who knows? And I will say, shout out to Fox Forty as we get into. High school basketball championship finals, U Sports basketball championship finals, volleyball finals, Fox 40, all of your coaching and whistle needs. Use code CFP15 at checkout to get 15% off. Again, fox40shop.com, 15% off using the code CFP15, Fox 40. Great people, great products. Go hit them up. And I think that wraps it up. We're out. We'll catch you with Jake Taylor later this week.